0: Good morning, Vietnam. How's Good morning, you Vietnam. Yeah,
1: um, I was thinking. So, just roughly the agenda. Right. Let's start off with just talking about the podcast.
0: Like, yep. what do we want to do, and, and what's what's yeah, in your yeah. head for? for Absolutely. Us. So yeah, you know, we're two thirty-something um, guys, and uh, the obvious thing to do is start a podcast. So uh, of course, what else <laughs> during, does do
1: do people in their the, middle ages do <laughs> yeah,
0: during the <laughs> Uh, during this time of uh, great uh, endemic pandemics and other activities, yeah, we have decided to add our voices to the internet and yeah. become celebrities and yeah. monetize. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, a, a bit after the pandemic, yeah. Hopefully, monetize um, and you know survive as well. So.
1: We're, we're catching on. We're trying to catch the trend of people having less digital st- stuff to do mm-hmm. after the pandemic and more analog. So, yes, you know, we're, exactly. we're trying to short the podcasts.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Basically, we want you to, to listen to what we have to say because we think that we're, you know, important. We, we, have, you know, <laughs> we have important things to say. And of course, what else are you going to do? You're stuck in your gyms and in your, you know, doing our, washing your dishes. So you might as well listen to our podcast. Yeah, so there you go. That's the marketing uh, uh, done. What's next on the agenda?
1: Well, I I thought we would we would like also um, talk through like what do we want to cover on the podcast? I think I think it's an it's an
0: interesting question for sure. So the podcast. I mean, both of us are fairly uh, like technology oriented, but also very interested in other as other things as well, like. You know, social issues, privacy yeah. issues, uh, arts, culture, music, lots of you know things like that, pop culture, um, the future, trying to predict what's coming. You know, what kind of technology is cool, what uh, what are the trends that are coming up, uh, what are the possible effects of solar flares on COVID infection rates, yeah, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of stuff to discuss. What about uh, what about you? What do
1: you think? I definitely want to do technology, and and I was also thinking some some things around operations, like uh-huh. you know technology is a recurring thing, because like mm-hmm. AIs are going to fundamentally change the right. world, right. and we are seeing the change, and it's such a rapid pace that you know some of things like mm-hmm. technology can be mm-hmm. very um, repeatable because mm-hmm. we can. There are updates. There are things mm-hmm. that need to be
0: touched upon again
1: and again. Yeah. Um, I think.
0: Well, let's double click on that. Yeah. That's a that's a term I learned recently in in, uh, in uh, very like corporate meetings. Yeah. You, when you double click on something, you open that up for discussion. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's double click. So AI's are going to have a huge revolution, but at the same time, AI's are really dumb right now. Yeah. So what is the the, how do you reconcile those two things? Like if you, ha- if you ask ChatGPT something, it has a reputation now for being very confident and absolutely giving you the completely wrong answer. Very confident. Uh,
1: so I think there's a couple of things to reconcile in that. Uh, ChatGPT uh, is, first of all, the first one to come out. From OpenAI, yeah. Yeah, from OpenAI. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Google has had its own uh, solution called Lambda. Right, right, right. And from the things that I've heard um, recently. Yeah, oh, tea's tea. here. Awesome. Thank you. For having tea as well. Jasmine. Uh, Thank you very much.
0: Thank
1: you. Yeah, so, so. That's
0: the tea sorted.
1: That's the tea sorted. We'll pour, pour ourselves some tea at the same time. Let's
0: do it. Let's do it. So we That's need
1: to have thing. something to say after this, but uh, yeah, for for future reference when we're doing this, like yeah. a catchphrase or something. We, for now, yeah. we're we're just gonna go like a like a cheers, but with yeah. catchphrase. Uh, it's tea time. Tea time. There you go. Tea time. Okay. So I was I was saying that you know, it's. They're coming out with the Google is coming out with uh, the Lambda. Right. right, right. From what I heard, they're going to integrate it into Uh the uh, existing search results Mm. interface that they have. Yeah. And it's going to be free, uh, unlike, uh, well, ChatGPT is free right now, Mm. but after a certain amount of usage, it becomes paid. So so it's. um, Sure, sure. The interface of what is available. Um, and if you look at what, what Google has currently done with rich snippets, with PPA, uh, people also ask. So when you type something in Google, there's rich snippets that pop up with people. Yeah, on, yeah. And it gives you choice over there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what you're saying, chat GPT doesn't give you choice. So my answer is twofold. One is chat GPT is the first solution.
0: Okay.
1: There might be others that come out yeah, yeah, yeah. that will offer different answers and, and exactly. will improve over time. Okay. And number two is... That um, even when you look at Google or an interface like Google search results, it's never just one answer. And over time, people will I figure out. Ah,
0: yeah, thank you very much.
1: Thank you. So over time, people will figure out. Oh, thanks. I'll, I'll dig in a bit. Um, over time, people will figure out, like the companies will figure out how to serve more than one answer or personalize the answer for better accuracy. Sure. Having said that, I still think there's also issues of like bias right. and narrative in there. Like if you go ask about the January 6th events mm. from Chad GPT, mm. it gives a very, very uh, democratic party right. point of view on it right. rather than a Republican party one.
0: Right, right. Um, why don't I do this? Let me help oh, yeah. you. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Yeah. This is... Uh, okay. Great. Let's keep it that way. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So
1: so it's it's pretty interesting to see those two aspects right. evolve over time, like how... Right. I mean, it's a genuinely good question that you have there. Uh, so, what about you? What, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Mm, to be honest, right now, the AIs look to me like they are barely at the level of like newborn children. Hmm. But maybe that's exactly the analogy. Yeah. Mm, because they are going to be maturing and growing up, uh, in a sense. But, spring roll, spring
1: thank Fresh you, spring-roll. thank you very much,
0: thank you, mm. so, sure, there is potential, clearly, uh, some of these language models are already very sophisticated, and they can give you very interesting answers, but, um, having said that, uh, the problem that I see is that, you don't have any way of really knowing what is what you are being told is correct hmm. and not a confidently wrong answer. Hmm. Um, so, how do you know? Um, you pointed out the issue of bias and um, misinformation, and possibly uh, you know one point of view is being given, but not other points of view. So, yeah, like whatever like knowledge that it's trained on is the knowledge that it will be able to give out. So, you, the, the problem is you don't know what you don't know. So, the problem here is the, the bias of uh, being uh, unaware of the other facts that you don't know. So, this is, I think, a huge problem for you eyes.
1: I, I actually had a thought around that in terms of like at some point, we're actually going to need companies that do ai bias testing. So, you know, take a set of events, put both, frame the questions and ask them from an AI and measure different AIs against each other in terms of how they answer and um, which way they're biased. Like, are they biased towards one narrative or another? And... I mean, you're gonna have to have some kind of index or scoring around around that, in my opinion, at some point. Right, right, right. Um, and, and that comes to the fact that, you know, there's gonna be new sets of jobs and ch- challenges and therefore new sets of jobs and solutions that come out of, uh, out of just trying to manage the issues around AIs.
0: Interesting. So a new economy or a new ecosystem of um, AI related, um tasks or jobs or companies mm-hmm. which will arise just from the fact that AIs exist and are being used in the out in the real world. Yeah. And so people will need to come up with a you know, start start an industry or and tools to to work with these AIs. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Another concern that I have with AIs, especially large language models, is that and other kinds of models, is that they use a huge amount of computational power. Yeah. And even like things like MidJourney, just to render an image, yeah, can take like minutes or hours depending on the parameters. And um, the amount of computational power can make you know the compute power used by other kinds of systems look like you know child's play compared hmm. to how much these AIs are taking. And you have to wonder, like, wh- what are they doing with all this compute power? Like, um, they're just running statistical models, essentially, at the end of the day. So, yeah, is it really, like, what's the payoff here? Is it really that much worth it?
1: And and they're not just running statistical model; they're just stratis- running statistical model in real time. Um, mm, I, right. I, I, I Which is which is one of the reasons that that, uh, um, you know, that answer really ends up being being both uh, uh, an economic answer like are they g- gonna give it away for free and if so then who's subsidizing the cost mm-hmm. uh, like you know I like we mentioned the Google thing like if Google puts it as an interface for its existing
0: search results right. is it going to be for free right and what is
1: the who's going to bear the cost
0: yeah there's also say there's free lunch like I'm wondering what where is all this power coming from yeah. to, to power you know all these resources the, the cost of the electricity who's paying for this. And is this the best use of our limited resources on this planet?
1: I, I, I do have a couple of other things to add to that. Mm-hmm. I think that there are some mission critical things mm-hmm. which AIs are able to do, which is not the conversational AIs we're talking about, right. but let's say, you know, tons of new planets have been discovered. Right. Uh, thanks to AI and the work that AIs are able to do in scanning that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, you wouldn't you wouldn't hear about the consumer aspect of this. You just hear at the end of the day, oh, we found 200 new planets,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Um, or when, breast cancer detection AIs. Sorry? Cancer detection AIs.
1: Or cancer detection AI, right?
0: Are that, very hot in the healthcare industry, right? Yeah.
1: So there are mission-critical applications where definitely mm-hmm you know there is no question that hey the compute power is just a, a you know it's it's a nothing compared to the value that you gain out of what what an ai to me really it's like when you are searching for like low low level things right and you ask an ai to do it and then the compute power that you use up is 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 worth way more right. than the answer that you're getting. True, true. Then it's a it's an issue and then it has to be subsidized somehow, mm-hmm. number one. But I also think there's there's another part of it that, that, that is very interesting and that comes from your comment that is AIs are in its infancy. Right.
0: True. Um it's clearly it's clear to tell them that they are they are at an oh, infancy.
1: De- definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So the way I, I frame this is that if you take so <clears throat> I do search optimization part of the things that we learn in search optimization is the more specific something is, right. um, the more accurate it probably is. Right. OK, the more likely sure. to sure. stick with the end consumer, it most most likely is. Mm-hmm. So if I if you are looking for an iPhone 4S and I show you a bunch of different smartphones, mm-hmm. it's not specific enough. Whereas if I show you exactly the iPhone 4S, mm-hmm. it is way more specific. Right. How would I know what you need? Right. And that is a matter of me figuring out your context. Mm-hmm. Um, AIs right now are fundamentally working on Um, on machine learning. It's basically statistical analysis. But what you can do is develop what are called uh, features, which provide the AI with greater context without needing to compute that again and again. And those features could be very specific to a particular person so that they're personalized, so that the answer that the AI gives is much more specific and therefore much more accurate to what the person needs.
0: Right. So. That's an interesting... I want to I double click on that. Yeah. Um, so that's a very interesting um, uh, tangent that you just brought up, which is that having personalized AIs for a single person. Hmm. Now, imagine in the future that you have a personalized AI that is assigned to only interact with one single person. Hmm. Let's say from birth or from a very young age, yeah. And they act as a kind of a companion to this person. Yeah. Imagine that we've solved the issue of compute power and resources. I totally
1: imagine this because I think yeah. that this is what we want.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So imagine that you have this system which is connected to the person and interacts with the person and grows with the person yeah. over See, the years, yeah. and they learn. What the person wants, and the person learns how to use the AI, and they become a, kind of like a symbiotic system, and uh, augment the intelligence of the human. Yeah. The the, the retention, recall, memory, decision making capabilities. Um, Feeling, ma- emotional uh, management. Sure, sure. Emotional management. Have you seen uh, Have you seen the uh, the Disney Pixar um, animated uh, movie uh, Big Hero Six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice movie. Yeah, yeah. So, in Big Hero Hero 6, Baymax was a robot created by uh, the protagonist's older brother uh, to help people who had been injured, Mm. Uh, and and he was a medical intervention robot, Mm. and, you know, he looked like a limp, kind of like a Michelin man, Mm. but he had uh, an entire medical kit inside him, and he Mm. was able to diagnose and fix issues that he saw people who were in distress, including emotional distress. Mm. So he was able to offer counseling and guidance.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, and and I think what you are referring to is that there is a, there's a bunch of imagination around the stuff that has happened. Mm. Um, Big Hero 6 is one of them. Mm. I also saw this in Destiny, the game Destiny. Mm-hmm. You pick up this little floating AI, mm-hmm. um, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool yeah oh, we're yeah, good right, thank, thank you. you very much um, so you pick up uh, this floating ai right. which guides you and may interfaces with the helps you interface with it and teaches sure. you stuff sure. uh, i i actually believe that you know this is well the exact nature of how it is whether we're going to have a neural link and get it implanted mm-hmm. in our head or whether it's a phone device or whether it's a walking robot it's is a different question right but i do think that this is something as, as as humanity, we imagine AIs AI helping us that way. We've, we've, we've made a bunch of shows and movies showing how they might be helping us. Sure, sure. And also the dangers of
0: them, like a yeah, robot. Sure. Like in Halo, Cortana. Mm. Which is ironic because then Microsoft went and uh, introduced a uh, Windows uh, search system called Cortana. Mm. So now... Which is a, you know, very ironic on their part.
1: Um, they forgot to...
0: Because Cortana was supposed to have complete control over the human. Yeah, yeah. Which it interacted with. So
1: Yeah, they forgot to add um, Microsoft will not be evil. <laughs> <laughs> like Google did. <laughs> don't be evil. Yeah,
0: yeah. But, well, I mean, Google Google's, They said not no, be evil. But, uh, you know, they forgot about that catchphrase a long time ago. so
1: I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's kind of like the joke for me,
0: right? Oh. Uh,
1: true, true. Yeah. We make tons of decisions which are like micro decisions that pretty much go against uh, privacy and this and mm-hmm. that.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah.
1: You know,
0: um, <clears throat> I mean, we live in an age of mass surveillance. Every technology that we interact with isn't we have nine. to ask yeah. the question that: What is the potential of this to surveil me? Yeah. Nowadays, I'm even thinking that nowadays, what I even do is like when my when I finish using a you know me, uh, my one of my prescription medicines medications the bottles, I I tear up the the sticker on mm-hmm. the bottle before I throw it, so that you know the sticker contains. St- Tons and tons of personal information about me, right? So, mm-hmm. And in fact, so do every piece of mail that you get in your you know, in your mailbox. Like, I'm talking about physical mail. Uh, like, when you throw those mails out uh, of your house, um, think about what they contain, right? Like, they contain your name, your address, other personal details about you. There's tons and tons of things that they contain. What I do nowadays, I've got into the habit of always tearing up those uh, mails, the papers, the envelopes, everything. Before I told them, off. because it's a huge amount of information that's just flowing out of your house along with those mails.
1: Let's say, let's let's play a little game. Let's say that you are an AI designer and a scammer at the same time, mm-hmm. and you just mm-hmm. got hold of yours little subscription thing that pre- prescription thing that he forgot to tear up. Mm-hmm. What's what are the risk factors? Particularly, keep in mind, you're a programmer who has access to, and you're good at programming AIs. Right, right, right.
0: Uh, what other factors? <clears throat> I don't know. Are you thinking like, like a, like a phishing or a vishing, um,
1: expedition? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the fact that AIs we we're, were looking at them from this perspective of they're revolutionizing the world. Right. There are around biases and, and specificity right. and right. energy usage, but there's also questions around what if the wrong people are using
0: the AI? What a, are the ethics? What are the ethics? Using AIs.
1: Um, you know that what rec- if they're
0: being used in the wrong way? Yeah. There's nothing preventing an AI from being used to commit frauds and crimes, right?
1: Yeah. And, I, and I'll give you two, two very specific examples that happened uh, relatively recently. One was the uh, tournament. That, uh, that somebody had submitted AI art and they won the tournament right. with right. the AI art. Yeah. And then I think it's uh, DeviantArt or Flickr, I forget which yeah. one, which has now banned uh, yeah. the use of AIs. Right. Um, and I, even when you go on Reddit art, right. they specifically say there that, oh, we have mechanisms of diff- detecting AI art and, and right. that's not allowed here. right? Okay. Unless you wrote the algorithm yourself. Um, similarly, there are other areas where where um, the use of AI for... Um, another area is students submitting work for their classes which have been written by AI mm. uh, and trying to get good grades.
0: Oh yeah, I see this all the time. I see students posting on Reddit asking for help with ChatGPT to submit their assignment.
1: Mm. I I think it's an interesting topic to touch on. What are the risks of the technology that we're developing? Not the the bias or... Because those are very... Hey, this is still in the hands of good people. So they will try and fix those issues, right? Oh, there's a bias where it's not accurate enough. Um, our assumption is that people will step in because they want to give great customer experience and fix the, the original technology makers. But then there's the more meta question of like, well, you fix those, but it still doesn't take away from the fact that people might use these for fraud or for scams or for cheating or for you know all of these things which would be considered uh, wrong.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You can. And um, it's like any technology human-made technology can be used for good or bad. Any technology can be weaponized. Hmm. We all have knives in our kitchen. Knives are deadly sharp objects. Yeah. But we need them because they're tools in the kitchen. Yeah. So, how do you do the, how do you do that with AI? You, obviously, there should be safeguards. Hmm. But, how do you force people from Accepting and allowing those safeguards to run properly without trying to tamper with them.
1: Let's 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 start a certification where we are humans
0: that detect AIs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the Turing test. Yes, we. Give to me, that. I think the Turing test actually has a wrong idea. Mm. It's not about trying to detect um, an AI from using a, from by chatting with it but trying to tell whether it's a person or not. The the simplest way to um, detect the AI is to not say anything at all. Hmm. Because
1: they won't respond.
0: The AI has to be prompted to say something. Yeah. Uh, a human will talk to you by themselves, but an AI will wait for you to prompt them.
1: I remember, I remember when they introduced, like, they've tried doing... Um, um, IVRs, which are more AI based and which will try to pick, understand the conversation, and then, oh, oh, I mean, they will misunderstand you so well, and then just yeah. go into a cycle because they can't, they don't, they don't have the appropriate understanding of what you're trying to say. No, this
0: is this reminds me of something that I, I saw. A tweet, Elon Musk posted a, a screenshot yeah. from the pay, PayPal chat AI. Yeah. support AI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, somebody the AI starts, you know, post a message saying, "How can I help you?" The person says, "I just got scammed." And mm. the AI says, "That's great, uh, you know." <laughs> and then, you know, let me, you know, let me help you with that. Uh, so,
1: yeah, it's great that you got scammed, huh? Yeah. That's hilarious. Mm. Yeah, it's it's like it's like sometimes you know they have those ads that are misplaced. Mm. And they'll have an ad for something. I have, nothing comes to mind right now, sure. but but you know, there's those ads. It'll be on one page. It'll be something about one thing, and right next to it, there'll be an article which which you're like, this ad should not belong next to this article.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, I've definitely seen those. I've seen those for sure. Yeah, mm. those are kind of like the the bane of the the digital marketing industry. Yeah. Whenever something that like that happens, yeah. somebody becomes really very, very nervous and anxious. Yes, 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 yes.
1: I hope it's not caught. I hope it's not screenshotted. I hope I don't lose my job.
0: <laughs> Actually, this company where we used to work before, yeah. Yeah. there was a controversy about something similar. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, you might remember this. Uh, somebody used Google Translate. Yeah. to uh, 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 run some ad copy in English and translate it into French for Quebec yeah and um, so the the English version said something like uh, you know XYZ is killing it hmm. in, in this uh, business and the French version came out as XYZ is murdering in the business <laughs> so and then that was a huge controversy sure. yeah.
1: And that's a, that's a that's a fun funny one mm. um let's take, take let's let's press the the back button mm-hmm. and come out of the little technology we s- double click that we did right right um, yeah so technology is definitely a, a very interesting like we haven't touched like this was just a discussion sure. where we maybe touched 1% of what we find interesting sure sure I think um, um, some of the urban planning slash living in Toronto parts are also
0: yeah yeah
1: something that that is interesting both both because Toronto is um, developing sure sure in good and bad ways very very quickly sure sure I and mean, it is a huge one of the huge metropolitan
0: areas of the world you know yeah sure it's um, one of on the it is definitely a very important city in, yeah. the, in the global landscape, especially in Canada. Mm. I think the biggest city in Canada, right? The biggest and most populated city. So,
1: in addition, you know, like um, even from a cultural landscape, mm. TIFF happens here. Yeah. Hot dogs happens here. Mm. You look at like shows, and you'll be watching. Like I was watching the. Uh, Jack Reacher on Amazon Prime, right, right, uh, and the subway scenes in the first season, uh, going through the first season, and the subway scenes are all in Toronto. I can just look at the subway and I can go like, ah, ah, that's that's from. Oh, um,
0: yeah. tons of shows are from here.
1: Yeah, yeah so there's a lot of media. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fashion that happens here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: there's a there's a lot of like board games. There's tons of board game designers right. who live here. Um, second largest, I think, uh, number of escape game rooms uh, in, in, uh, in the world are in Toronto. Mm. And I could, like, Anime North happens, Comic Con happens, like all the big events happen here. Fan Expo. Fan Expo, yeah. So, you know, it's got a very, very active cultural scene, the, the summer festivals, the concerts that happen here.
0: Collision Conference.
1: Collision Conference. So th- there's, like, we can ne- ke- keep naming it, you know, there's something sure. happening throughout summer. And mm-hmm. throughout the fall oh, yeah, for sure. in, in Toronto. It starts in, in mid spring and, and all the way to um, and even in winter there's for sure, for sure. Uh, there's the right up until
0: like Halloween.
1: No, even after that, there's the Christmas related stuff that's starts. Oh
0: yeah. Uh, Christmas market in um, in the distillery.
1: Christmas market in the distillery, there's right. the Luminato Arts or Luminato, yeah, yeah. Yeah, something something uh Blanche. Louis Blanche, yeah. Um, so there's a couple of art festivals that happen, Winter um, Arts Festival, mm-hmm. and then it, I also think like specifically keeping in mind North America and urban planning, um, mm-hmm. like the way Toronto is building its train infrastructure, mm-hmm. the metro infrastructure, mm-hmm. um, and then when you compare it to like like comp- like you know the, the work done in Japan or somewhere else. Mm-hmm where there's higher population densities, Mm -hmm. how good or bad is it? How well has Toronto managed? I think those are very interesting questions for me.
0: Absolutely. Um, Very super interesting. I think that Toronto in general has fallen into the North America trap hmm. of becoming um, car dependent. Um, We are ruled by overlords who want to basically tackle the problem of traffic by building more highways. Hmm and um, they pay lip service to the idea of transit but they don't really fund transit in the way that it should be, public transit they're building some things but those projects are years and years late, Um, they're always getting uh, changed at the last minute, Mm. they're always running into budget issues, delays Mm. and uh, many other problems and uh, you know the people of Toronto are kind of Sick and tired, and uh, we are feeling unsafe uh, with the current situation right now with the public transit. People so, are taking cars, taxis.
1: So. so I'll say I'll say something that I think the current um, current um, in the past past five to ten years, right. specifically on the go side of things, uh-huh. uh, and the they have made made quite a lot of. Progress. I mean you might you might think that you know the past 10 years were uh-huh. awful because of all the stoppages that we had right they have changed the signaling system right that's basically why they were they were having all of those you know every summer there was and it took them like I would agree it took them like four years to change it and it's right. too long right but now trains can like the subway trains can run much closer mm. they are changing they're redoing the, a couple of mm-hmm. the lines a couple of the stations. They have, for the go, they are redoing as well. Um, Well, There have been
0: improvements for sure. There's the Union Pearson Express, which is a much welcome uh, improvement.
1: And they just announced a new subway line downtown. I don't know if you know this.
0: Just announced? Yeah, in the past two months. Really? What is that? I had not heard
1: of it. It's going to run, I believe, from Lakeshore Uh through the Union kind of thing. And uh, it's going to go through Union Mm -hmm. um, straight on. And then it's going to go up and connect, I think, along Victoria Park Avenue to... I'm not sure on this, but Mm. we can look at a map and... um, But it's going to connect up along Victoria Park Avenue to Bloor. Okay. So it's going to cross the Young line at two places, and it's going to cross the Bloor line at one location. And it's going to be running along the lake. Okay, that's cool. And then there are two new streetcar lines that are also in that same direction. Right. Uh, going to be running from Union, so right. they're trying to develop that east, you know, between Scarborough and and the Distillery right. District. Right. Right. That whole area is going to get like probably very heavily revamped. They're going to, because once the subway line is there, uh, there's going to be a push to there's going to be a push to build condos and apartments where right. near the subway. That's going to drive a lot of like the construction work in those areas.
0: That's definitely great to hear. Uh, but I have to ask a question. Like, If you notice, we still don't have a very basic, I think, safety issue handled in our system, which is we still don't have barriers yeah. uh, between the subway platform and the tracks. So you have people who yeah. could uh, fall onto the tracks. They could deliberately go into the tracks. Uh, you see the TTC sometimes closes some uh, subway line because they have to deal with people on the tracks um, and I think it's a huge safety issue people have been pushed uh, it's just it's just not
1: flowing. it's not just a safety issue it's also an operation so every time mm-hmm. that some mm-hmm. little incident happens mm-hmm. it means like to clear the track uh-huh. somebody needs to make sure the clear track is cleared. If somebody yeah. has fallen, then you need to go get that yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know, it's but, a major
0: issue for sure. Yeah.
1: And when your trains are running like a minute apart in yeah. rush hour, yeah. that can take like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. That means people are not getting delayed by 10, 15 minutes. They're yeah. getting delayed by half an hour. It's a, ripple effect. Yeah, it's, a yeah. ripple effect. Out out. Yeah, there's a ripple effect.
0: It's a huge so, issue. It's
1: a huge issue. So They are aware of that. Mm. The thing is, I don't know what they're doing about it because obviously I don't sit in the. But uh, on the on the visual plan, so the, the 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 company that had bid for the Ontario New Ontario, it's called the Ontario Line, I think, the new line. The company that had bid bid and won is Hitachi, and in the designs of what they have sent, uh, all the stations are actually uh, have. Um, Have those uh, glass doors so Uh that the train has to line up with this, and there's therefore barriers on those. Mm -hmm. So, as far as I know, the new lines being constructed are going to have that. Okay. Um, That's good. So, I mean, there's
0: some sense of it. I mean, we we even have this now in Bangladesh, which just introduced the new Dhaka Metro line, uh, which is the MRT, Mass Rapid Transit system. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have a barrier. Mm. Uh, between the platform and the train, mm. Mm. which mm. you know it opens up when the train is lined up, mm. and then you that you just can go in and out. Mm. 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 So, if that's happening in the new uh, subways stations, then absolutely that's a huge win. But um, I think it's taking too long. Like,
1: no, you, this you, is a you, symptom, you know, and this is something that I agree with you, but that it takes too long. I think it um, comes down to budgets, right? Mm. Um, when we look at um, at um, Toronto there's mm. genuinely two populations here mm-hmm. there's the urban livers who yeah. live in condos who live close the to people the
0: who s- live in the city
1: in the city and then there's the suburbanites mm-hmm. and while suburbanites do enjoy mm. the go mm. network
0: I think the people who take economic advantage of the city of Toronto, At the suburban opportunities,
1: right. yeah. and plus on top of that, most suburbanites actually tend to be with families with little kids, right. and so their preference almost always ends up being, oh, we'll just drive rather yeah. than they 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 live in a world where where freedom is driving,
0: mm-hmm. whereas
1: exactly. people who live in the city for them,
0: freedom free- is driving and living in their own house, yeah, which is not near. And you know, they don't need to deal with any neighbors.
1: Yeah. But for people who live in the city, mm-hmm. freedom is being able to just walk out, yeah. take a take a five minute ride yeah. on yeah. a public transport so that you don't have to worry about a car, etc. You don't have to worry about parking,
0: you know. Or I can walk to five, ten minutes from my house and get, get my groceries.
1: Yeah, I can walk, not, I don't
0: rely on a car. I'm I, free from reliance.
1: Free from reliance on the car and yeah. in, in all of what that brings. Um, so there's two different markets that are being served over here. Yeah, yeah. And they have competing asks. Mm, 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 like mm, mm. people who live in the suburbs
0: that like nice go and stations. And one market is not paying their fair share. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Um, people who drive to the go stations, they are parking their cars at the stations for free. So they're getting free parking. Oh, thank you. So effectively they're getting a discount yeah. on the on their total cost of the transit than yeah. the people who don't have cars. Yeah.
1: And so I think I think it's an interesting uh, it's it's an interesting kind of I think
0: I think we haven't even touched on the basic fundamental issue in North America, which is that in North America we have connected people's home to their basic uh, mm. lifetime savings and yeah. economic value yeah uh, which makes people extremely conservative about anything that could affect their home values hmm. and thus makes them extremely opposed to developments densification urbanification and other initiatives which would benefit all social classes Immigrants and many other people, young people, yeah. as well, and these people will become extreme opponents of any initiatives which could possibly have an impact on their home values. Yeah, they've become like the enemy of progress, essentially.
1: Yeah, and and I can tell you things like this. Like, there's a up where I live in the Willowdale area. Mm-hmm. There was a there was a container. There was a park, mm-hmm. which is absolutely disused land. Right. Um, and when you actually look at that park yeah i'll try something um when you look at that park there is a there is a right. there's a little whole kind of area where like it's actually i feel at night it's not a yeah. safe area to right. walk through that right. 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 so the plan was to there was a plan floated to build yes. a temporary Container homes, okay. and I've actually seen the temporary container homes because yeah. they sh- they have been shipped and they're parked in a in okay. a parking lot waiting to be installed over there. Okay, okay, okay. And then halfway through, the citizenry yeah. over there yeah. Yeah. realized what's happening. When mm-hmm. we went like, well this might affect our land prices," yeah, 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 and they went like, "Oh, we're not, we don't want it." Suddenly, mm. they they just swivel around and said we don't
0: want it. We can't it. allow that.
1: The fact of the matter is, it's. Far enough away from the from the area, and already the park is dangerous. Mm. Like, mm. it's not gonna make the park less, uh, more dangerous. It might mm. make it less dangerous because now there's people mm. living over there. Mm-hmm. But no, they want they want
0: exactly yeah to become extremely blind to any um, kind of like uh, initiatives which might help other people and yeah. extremely opposed to those. So yeah, that's the basic problem. Tying people's net worth, the middle, especially the middle classes, and upper middle classes, to their home ownership, and like their their retirement in savings and, and income in their old age, yeah. will essentially come from their home values. Yeah, and this is a huge mistake, a trap that we fall into here in North America. Yeah, it's something that they didn't they managed to avoid in other countries. For example, in Japan, hmm. um, your <coughs> home home values. Uh, are not your your life savings are not tied up in your home um, what they do in fact in Japan is they forcefully uh, demolish and rebuild mm. uh, houses and buildings every 30 years oh wow so there is no scope for people building putting their entire life savings into their home values mm. that's very interesting mm. they encourage people to put their life savings in the stock market and other economic activities where it's not locked up in their home values. The money is actually out in the market mm-hmm. uh, involved in economic activity.
1: Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. I never actually thought of that aspect because mm-hmm. like in in the liberal world
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's mostly you know the way you make as a middle-class person the way you make money is oh I don't want to be paying rent I mm. buy a home I pay mortgage it takes 20 years but it's accumulating wealth over time
0: I build up my value Yeah. I build
1: up my value once I'm old enough I I own my own place to live in mm. you
0: no know? um, exactly it, that's the attitude I,
1: I think here. I think you know another part of urban living that's different when I talk to my cousin in Europe mm. is the way holidays and and free time is structured over there, right? There is a there is a much stronger sense of we should get up and go do work in Europe, mm. than in than in North America, okay. where work is thought of like oh let's quite quit, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Just because when you actually see, they have 25 holidays in Europe, and you right. can do a sick leave anytime right. without a doctor's note, as long as you're not doing two or three days in a row. Right, right. there's and, and the fact of the matter is that you know, when you do a day job mm. and you're treated really well, mm. you take care of the day job, so mm. you will show up when you need to show up and get the work yeah. done.
0: If they're loyal to you, then you will be loyal to them, yeah. Uh, if you've been treated disloyally by companies, yeah. then you will send, develop a sense of disloyalty as well. Yeah.
1: And and there's a bunch of companies even in, in North America which have been yeah. able to right. lock that in where, where okay. you know they might have five hundred employees but right. they make a lot of money and those employees don't leave and the company doesn't want to grow. Because yeah. they're making a lot of money and they've got their client base set. Like yeah, right. they don't have the thinking of like we need to be the biggest. Yeah. yeah. Their thinking is We've got a really good system, yeah, yeah. a really good work-life balance. We yeah, need, yeah, yeah. don't need to go for more profit. Yeah, yeah. We need to maintain yeah. the work-life balance. Mm,
0: yeah. You know? Exactly. There are many problems with PC culture in North America and the way that they squeeze companies yeah. to get the last bit of return yeah. for their investments. Yeah. Some companies avoid that trap. Other Many companies still manage to avoid that trap. Mm. There's so much we can talk about with work culture. There's so much. Yeah. Mm. It's a huge, huge topic by itself. But I think we've talked a lot in this episode, so... Yeah, I, I just wanted to... Right
1: yeah, I mean, so let's let's end the episode. But when this was our test run, our also our pilot first episode.
0: Pilot episode,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, take off. Take off. Um, we did it in a restaurant environment while having food. It's the best kind of podcast. Is exactly. It's exactly like exactly. this. It might be a bit noisy. We're sorry about that, um, That's but subway. <laughs> if you can hear the subway. You might oh, be able to
0: also the, uh, the Thai chief. version of the Masked Singer is playing in yeah. the background TV. And
1: there was a there was a kid sitting over there playing with his uh, stuff. We can yes. hear hear him as well,
0: but. So, None of this is our fault.
1: (laughs) No, no, we. I, I actually like that atmosphere. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's (laughs) a good atmosphere. I like it.
1: (laughs) It feels like you know you're sitting at a table with us. That's that. I think is the best kind of atmosphere. This is a very
0: cozy place. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, So let's end the podcast and uh, talk to you soon.